0: toward the end zone, throwing under pressure, throws his pass, caught by Clark, Clark got a touchdown, Troy Clark has it's a touchdown for the 49ers!
1: You're now listening to the 4th and Gold Podcast with Javi and Matt.
0: Welcome to the 4th and Gold Podcast. We are back. The 49ers squeak out a win, 28-25 in Arizona. Breaking the streak of 8 straight losses. Now they are... 1-8 1-8 in their last nine games against the Cardinals. Uh, a lot more stress than needed to be. Halloween game, Thursday night game, short weeks will provide some drama and fireworks. Uh, Jimmy G carried this team tonight. The Niners proceed to carry on as 8-0 and get an extended break. There are some injuries that are concerning, and we will get into those hopefully um, on the next show. But hopefully no one is seriously injured. Matt, what's
1: going on, buddy? 8-0, saw 8-0. Look, they, they, they survived a <laughs> division game on the road. Division games are never easy, you can ask any really good team. New England went into Buffalo and nearly lost to Matt Barkley, who took over for Josh Allen. Look, division games on the road are no joke. Thursday night games are no joke no matter who's playing. Yeah, and the, Thursday night division is crazy. So This is, this is wild. It, look, they're 5-0 on the road. Boo y'all. It doesn't say 8 0 barely in the standings. It says 8 0. Yeah, it is 8
0: 0. Stop bitching about it. You go in, get a win on a short week. Um, it is what it is. And, you know, this is the first time seeing Kyler. I'm pretty sure Salah will make adjustments. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Kyle will make his adjustments accordingly. Um, but this is the Fourth and Gold Podcast. I'm Javi. That is Matt. Find us on Twitter at Fourth and Go Podcast. And find the podcast wherever podcasts are found. Google, Stitcher, um, iTunes, Spotify, wherever your podcasts are found for you. Um, this game, Niners come out 28-25, a lot closer than it needed to be. Um, okay. Some miscues on defense. Um, I think the injury to Quan hurt this team uh, in that second half, and George Kittle missing quite a bit of snaps in the second half also uh, played a role in why this game was so tight. But a win is a win. Um it's Halloween, crazy shit happens, <laughs> and uh, Niners still come out with a victory. They get, what, 10, 11 days off now to prepare for the Seahawks. 11? Rest up. 11, 11 days.
1: Because they're not playing till Monday night.
0: Yeah, 11 days, rest up, get healthy. Seahawks um, come into town, you know, you, you get another home game. Niners are 5-0 on the road, 4-3-0 at home, and hopefully um, extend this winning streak to 9-0 when they play the Seahawks.
1: Um, Matt, man, what, how did you feel about this game? Talk, talk to me, bro. This put one thing to rest. Everybody was saying that Jimmy Garoppolo cannot carry this team. They said it all year. They said, they said they're said they winning in spite of Jimmy Garoppolo. Look, you can say whatever you want to say about, about Arizona and about their defense and whatever. Like I said, Thursday night road division game, crazy shit happens, right? Boom, Jimmy Garoppolo comes out, throws for 3, 317 yards, four touchdowns. And carried this team to a win, including the clutch. Third down conversion of Ross DeWilli to close out the game. Clutch. Most coaches just run the ball right there. Adam Schefter tweeted it out, right? Most coaches just run the ball there, punt it, and then trust their defense. Kyle Shanahan put the game in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands, and Jimmy delivered. And he delivered all game. The team did him no favors tonight. Jimmy Garoppolo, this is the best we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo ever. Yeah. He loves playing the Cardinals. <laughs> he was incredible in New England when he played the Cardinals, and that's what put him on the map for everybody. And this game was his statement game. He was incredible tonight. There, there's no question that he was the one of the best quarterbacks in the league tonight. Now, if you just at his game tonight, one of the best quarterbacks in the league tonight.
0: Yeah, you know, Jimmy made third down after third down, uh, took you know took pressure up the middle and delivered the ball perfectly, stood in the pocket, didn't move too much, only when he had to. Um, you can't deny this guy. Uh, I'm not going to say he's an elite quarterback. I'm not going to say he's a game manager. He's in between that mm-hmm. at this very moment. He's done what he needs to do for this team. Um, you said it, 28-37, to 37, 317, four CDs, and, you know, his teammates didn't do him a lot of favors. You know, Debo drops a touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. Debo dropped three passes today. Um, you know, just some really Col- shaky. Coleman drops,
1: Coleman drops that screen pass that's going for 50 yards. Yeah, you know, I that's mean, a. There's there's a whole lot of times that a team let Jimmy down tonight. And, and we've seen Jimmy get frustrated in the past when, when a teammate dropped a pass. We didn't see that tonight. And I thought that the most telling thing we saw was when they were reviewing the Tevin Coleman, uh, was it a first down, was it not a first down uh, play, you know, the car- the-, the Cardinals chart, uh, excuse me, challenged. Jimmy is in the huddle, yucking it up with everybody. He's laughing, he's joking, he's keeping everybody loose. You know, they they talked about it in the pregame. The last time the 49ers were 7-0 and was with Joe Montana, and Joe Montana just had this intangible ability to just keep everybody loose and yeah. I feel like Jimmy embodied that tonight he was loose everybody else was loose and it just worked it worked tonight was tonight was Jimmy Grapple's coming out party I think officially yeah, at 2017 everybody was all hyped 2018 he's hurt this year he's been up and down this was his coming out party now he's got 11 days to prep for Seattle
0: yeah, you know, um, enough of the the, sh- the talk on Jimmy, how he can't carry a team. We saw this um, in 2017. He came in, immediately uplifted this team. Um, you saw the results, you know, even in the losses to Minnesota and Kansas City. Um, last year, the man could play at an elite level, um, went under pressure. Under pressure seems to be his, his thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you saw him against mm-hmm. the Detroit game. He, he played very well except for that dumb late pick, which got called back. You know, he, Jimmy's going to give you a few mistakes here and there. But if I can take him, if I'm going to get games like this and I'm going to get results like this, mm-hmm. the last three or four games, he's standing in the pocket delivering the ball on the money. Um, there's some crazy stats out there after Jimmy makes his stupid interception or dumb pass in the game. He starts straightening up and his second half numbers are, you know, within the top five of the NFL in, in all passing statistics. Um, so enough of this. Jimmy is a franchise quarterback. This game is a franchise defining type of quarterback game for him. Um mm-hmm. the pass he gave to Emmanuel Sanders where Emmanuel Sanders didn't even come out of his break yet. The minute Emmanuel turned, oh, the ball oh, is in his oh, lap. That oh.
1: play was gorgeous. Beautiful. It's exactly what you want out of your quarterback. I mean he hit the guy. I mean Troy Aikman's even saying it, you know, Emmanuel Sanders has been here for what, a week and a couple days? Like what Amazing. nine days, nine days basically he's been in San Francisco, not even Garoppolo is already hitting him out of his stride before he even turns his head. As soon as he turns his head around, boom, the ball is there. Third down conversion, beautiful play. Now that we've talked a lot about a good, a lot of the good stuff that happened tonight, we gotta rewind a little bit. You're, cause this was yeah. this was not a pretty game, man.
0: No, the Niners played basically a perfect game against Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have to account a few things. Short week. You haven't seen Kyler. There's some There's some things there. Um, but, you know, like you said, let's get into it, man. The not so good or the bad. What was the bad for you in this game?
1: My bad was the screen defense, man. It, it, the Cardinals kept running screen plays and they kept working because the defense is so aggressive and so fast that when they get upfield and at the quarterback, everything after that is kind of just left wide open. Yeah, and I think I think a player like Chikwaski Tark got a little exposed tonight. Um, he took some bad angles on some plays, and he got washed out of a lot of others because he got a little bit out of position, and and the offense took advantage of that. Yeah, and, and, and their defense just Cliff Kingsbury, I got I got to give him credit. He knew how to attack this defense, mm-hmm. and and I hope it's not a blueprint for every other team to use. Like so many of these defenses get exposed after so, uh, you know X amount of time, and all of a sudden everybody has a blueprint. I'm hoping Robert Saleh can, you know, find a way to adjust to this and and, and stop the just the screenplays. Just man, just be better on screenplays because they they really got gashed on those. Um, and then another bad was Emmanuel uh, Mosley trying to undercut. The pass on Andy Isabella, which really made this a game. Yeah, because up until that point, I mean, it was they were on the 12 yard line. Arizona was, and you try and undercut it, and all of a sudden he's got wide open field in front of him, and and Christian Kirk made a fantastic block on Jimmy Ward. I see a lot of people taking a taking a hard line at Jimmy Ward for that play, but Christian Kirk got just enough of him that there was no way he was going to make that play and tackle him. So. Emmanuel Mosley really needs to know when to make that play when he has safety help over the top and and the guy that can stop that and when to just hey let the guy get 16 yards and push him out of bounds.
0: Yeah, and on you know on that play after the fact you can you saw Richard Sherman go to the sideline he's like why the fuck are we running man run the zone um, and you know it, it was clear Sherman was upset with the play call and for good reason you know if you if you go with the zone instead of sending all that pressure, you may not see, you know, the game may not end up being this close. You know, you don't get that large chunk play. Um, that's something you got to clean up, and that's something on Salah, and that's something also on the defense. Like you said, Emmanuel Mosley needs to clean that up and, and not undercut that. Akella Witherspoon is coming back, I'm not saying anything negative about Emmanuel Mosley. If that's the worst thing he's done in five games, you know, I can live with it. You know, it didn't cost yeah. us the game or anything. Um, that's Emmanuel Mosley played that's actually out
1: of the that's the only standout thing we can say about Emmanuel Mosley that's been. Exactly. Bad. Yeah. One one play. One play. And I know a lot of y'all are thinking that that, that you know, that you, Javi, are, are paraphrasing what Richard Sermon said. No, they showed him on the sideline, and that is a direct quote. Yeah. Of exactly what he said. Why the fuck we running man?
0: Yeah, and you saw you know, you saw the play call. It it uh the crosser comes, Ward cat ward carries him a little bit, and then um who was that? Andy Andy Isabella just Basically, just you know, I just beats Emmanuel Mosley and Sherm's not going to catch him. Sherm is just his momentum is taking him out of bounds, and then just, you know it's off to the races and it's it's a uh, mm-hmm. it's an angle game from there. And Andy's one of the fastest guys in the league. You heard it from Cameron um, on our preview episode. Andy Isabella can run, and you saw that in this game. Um, but you know, and the 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 bad for me. Uh, was penalties the Niners had eight penalties on seventy five yards, mm-hmm. and we talked about it several weeks ago. If they don't get these things cleaned up, it could cost some games. Now some of these penalties were early in the game, fifteen yard penalty on uh, Fred Warner for a face mask, which is couple, which not, is not a good call. Yeah, which is a bad call. Um, there was a couple holdings that you know take things back. You, you know you, mm-hmm. you're going a lot longer than you need to be from third down. Um, you know that's something you got to clean up. Good, we're, we're going to start playing good teams. Um, Seattle's a good team. Arizona apparently can play and they can hang. Um, you know, you got to give them some credit. Coming off short week two, they they showed up. Um, but penalties were the bad for me. They were irritating. Um, I was out trick or treating and I had it on my phone and I'm like, what the? <laughs> you know, you you, you hear the 15 yard penalty, Fred Warner. You don't you don't hear that from Fred Warner. Fred Warner is usually very very sound. Um, one thing people need to realize is Fred Warner is a top
1: five linebacker in this league. 100 percent that man was Period. all over the field today and, and, and if he did not drop that
0: interception oh my god
1: oh that interception he dropped oh man i forgot about that until just now um yeah no that was that was an incredible play by him to drop back recognize it and, and make the play the next step is finishing that play taking that ball and take it to the house because he was gone um but fred warner you know other than that one dropped interception played really well he sniffed out a lot of run plays. He was in position to make a lot of plays. Um, you know, he was in the backfield. He was slowing guys up when he couldn't make the tackle himself for the for the rest of the team to swarm on the guy. And you know, Kingsbury did a good job of eliminating him from a lot of things, especially when Quan went down with the injury, which we'll get into. Um, and Fred Warren was kind of running out there by himself. Trey Greenlaw, he played. You know, okay, tonight he overran a couple plays. He he looked like a rookie out there. Um, yeah, he looks like a rookie linebacker out there. He made some good plays. He made some not so good plays. Um, but Fred Warner really put himself in a position to be the guy at the linebacker position, and uh, it was nice to see. It, it, this was kind of a little bit of a coming out party for him, I think. On yeah. the national stage, I hope a lot. I hope a lot more people start to take notice of how good Fred Warner actually is, because, like you said, he's a top five linebacker in this league, and I don't think it's a question. No, yeah, it's definitely not a question. Um,
0: it, it, so we'll get into it. You know, we we we've been doing bad, not so good, and and good. So not so good for me in this game was the Niners' run defense. Um, this was my question. You know, when we spoke to Ian Williams about the wide nine, um, can they be? You know, gashed up the middle, and you saw it. Um, some, you know, you got to give some love to Kenyon Drake. He, you know, he's coming off being traded, learning a new offense. He played very well. Fifteen yards for 100. 15, excuse me, fifteen attempts for 110 yards mm-hmm. in total. Twenty-three attempts on 153. Um, the Niners allowed 6.7 yards on the ground, um, and that's very unchar- uncharacteristic of what the Niners have done lately this year. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with the up tempo that they went to seeing Solomon Thomas, Sheldon Day, and um, Ronnie Blair on the field at the same time for extended drives. That's not your best defensive line unit. You want them on just rotation purposes only. Mm-hmm. Um, but that ump tempo, you saw Cliff take advantage of it, and that started. that's when they started getting gashed for big runs. Um, so the run defense was not so good for me. Um, and also part of that is when Quan went out, you saw it really, really take its effect um, with, with the run game. So... Um, hopefully Quan is good and hopefully the Niners don't see too much up tempo uh, versus pretty good running teams going forward.
1: Yeah. uh, This is the second time this year we've seen Quan Alexander go out. You know, he's ejected in week one for a questionable targeting hit. Very questionable. Um, They they ejected him for that. um, And and we saw the defense start to get gashed a little bit in the run game. I think Quan Alexander is a lot more important to this team than, than folks think. Um, but, but the other part of the running attack that, that Arizona utilized, and it's something you know, the NFL hasn't seen in a, in, in a while, was the read option. Yeah. Kyler Murray was running that very well. He had five carries for 34 yards. I think only two of those were scrambles. Three of them were design runs. You know, you're know, you looking at, at actual read option runs. Kyler Murray has wheels, man. Look, I'm actually scared of Kyler Murray. I know he can make all the Oompa Loompa jokes we want, but the kid can play, and we we saw that with a lot of his plays. You know, his touchdown pass to Keyshawn Johnson was very impressive. He's rolling out, he throws the ball, and he basically falls over with his momentum when he's throwing the ball, and he put it on the money. Um, you know, he can he can break the pocket. He got that the horse collar penalty against D. Ford. The kid can play. Yeah, and I think the NFC West. If you're looking at Russell Wilson. And Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyler Murray, it's – the NFC West can be good for a long time. Yeah, the NFC West can be in good hands. Um, if, if Arizona can figure out all the rest of their woes, their offensive line woes and their you know defensive secondary woes outside of Buda Baker who had an outstanding game, I, get, I feel responsible for that. I gave him a little bit of love in, 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 the, in the pregame podcast. I said, you know, he's my draft crush. He went out and he killed it tonight. He played a very good game outside of one George Kittle stiff arm. He was he was incredible. Um, but but some not so good for me was the play calling. And it goes on both sides of the football. Um, you, you know, Part of it goes to the band coverage call on the Andy, Andy Isabella touchdown. And, but a lot of it goes to the offense. For me, Arizona sold out to stop the run. They they were committed. they San Francisco is not going to run the ball on us tonight. Yeah. They were committed to it, and Kyle Shanahan kind of seemed like he's was beating his head against the wall a couple times. I mean, Tevin Coleman ran the ball twelve times for twenty three yards.
0: Yeah. When
1: you look at last week, that is such a drastic change from what he did last week. Now, but now. Matt Breda obviously had a lot more success, 15 carries for 78 yards. But still, sometimes it felt like Jimmy had the hot hand tonight, and they went away from him. And I felt like they could have utilized the play action a lot more tonight because when they did run it, the whole defense was biting on it because they just knew that San Francisco was going to come in and try and run the ball against their bad run defense. And they just kept kind of, man... Sometimes it just it it's really bothered me their play calling. Toss plays kill me. I know Brada broke a couple times and he did some good things on some toss plays, but they ran like eight, nine, ten of them tonight and only two of them worked. And if like every time they toss the ball, I'm like, okay, he's gonna get stopped at the line of scrimmage. He's gonna stop for a loss, and that's kind of what happened. And I, like I said, two times Brada found a hole. Boom! He cuts through. He's so fast that once he finds that little sliver of a hole, he's gonna be he's gonna be good, but. The play calling really bothered me, and I know we were talking about it before the pod. That it's, you know, it's a, it's a game plan. Yeah, you know, they come in, they have something, and especially on a short week, you know, you have something ready to go. But, and also, like I said, you, Sean McVay also has a game plan every week, and I just thought Shanahan was going to be better tonight than he was. Like, he he could have been better, and he should have been better tonight. Yeah, you know there was
0: there was times where you're like what the hell. Um I I, I got to give credit where credits due Arizona's defense did show up in the run game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um not so much in the past game cuz Jimmy decided to slice and dice um and they gave him a lot of a lot of things for him to work with and you know you you got to tip your hat uh to that run defense they they did get you know in our backfield the Niners ran the ball uh for a total of, uh let's see here 101 yards at 3.3 a clip. That's very abnormal for them at 31 attempts. Um, Breida was the the lead back here tonight. 15 attempts on 78 yards at 5.2. Mm-hmm. Um, they couldn't really contain him, which is what I generally expected. And um, I've been prime time Breida. Prime time Breida man. Lights are on. Breida shows up and he did it again this week. Um, part of the you know the run game too is I think George being banged up early mm-hmm. um, didn't help him in the run game as far as blocking getting his feet set and things like that. So hopefully he's good to go. Sounds like he's fine. Um, this 11 days of rest should do him some good. Um but you know, I'm with you on the play calling. You know, they're not so good. Um Let's get into the good, man. The good. The good for me. I'm just going to I'm just going to take I'm not going to take the low-hanging fruit here. I'm going to take the second low-hanging fruit. Emmanuel Sanders is very very good. Um <laughs> and <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders allows this offense to operate a little differently when George Kittle's off of the field. You mm-hmm. can't just you know say hey uh Jimmy for- we're going to force you to pass. Now you got to respect the fact that Emmanuel Sanders is on the field. Um and he ha- he made some plays. He made play after play after play, catch after catch after catch tonight. 9 targets, 7 receptions, 112 yards and a touchdown. Um He's as good as advertised and coming in, you know, on a short week last week against the um, Panthers and then another short week to get ready for this game. For him to do what he's done in in two games um, has been amazing. He's got two touchdowns, on, you know, with the Niners in in these short two games. Um, 11 11 catches, 100 and—I'm just doing math off the top of my head here—137 yards. You know, that's— that's that's what you want in the trade, and it's paying dividends right now. So the good for me was Emmanuel Sanders in this game.
1: Yeah, no, hey, look, I was the one campaigning for Emmanuel Sanders. Look, You can say what you want about him. He's 31 years old. You can say he's not a true number one. But he's better than any receiver the 49ers have had since Anquan Bolden left. Yeah. And I don't think it's a question. And we saw what Anquan Bolden did in the twilight of his career. You get a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, who's just a consistent, route-running master, and and you watch it work, and you watch it happen in real time, and it's just, it's mind-blowing how awesome it is to see, because Emmanuel Sanders transforms his offense. Tonight is the first night we saw it, where... No longer do they have to rely solely on the run game. He took a lot of pressure off George Kittle. You know, there's a time or two where where Jimmy got locked in. Reed one was George, and he just kind of tried to force the ball in there. But other times you saw where Reed one was Emmanuel Sanders, and the man gets open. Man, he gets open. Now you know, you're going to get into the time where Jimmy threw him open. But yeah, he he gets himself open and, and he can line up anywhere. I mean, he scored a touchdown out of the fullback position.
0: That was a beautiful pass. You got to give Jimmy that one.
1: Jimmy's Absolutely. pass was amazing. Absolutely, but he scored a touchdown out of the fullback position. Yeah, look, Emmanuel Sanders is exactly what this offense needed. Kyle Shanahan said he has eye on him for years, and he didn't say that for no reason. Kyle yeah. Shanahan, offensive genius, he knows what he's talking about. He waves his wizard hands and magic happens, and and Emmanuel Sanders is the guy to move this offense and takes the offense to the next level. And without him, they lose this game. Yeah. They come into Arizona without Emmanuel Sanders, and they're rolling out Debo Samuel, Dante Pettis, Kendrick Bourne, who did catch touchdown, great, great touchdown catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, contested, you know, too. Contested, Dante Pettis caught the touchdown catch. But you're also looking at two guys. They caught one pass each. Yeah, Pettis and and Kendrick Bourne only caught one pass each. You know, Debo Samuel only had four catches on seven targets, two of which he dropped. Maybe yeah. a third. He's got to well, stop. Def- two passes, definite man. drops. Emmanuel Sanders takes this offense to the next level, and I love to see him here. And I, I think he's, I think he's happy. I think he's he's back to when he was in Denver, and they got Peyton Manning.
0: Yeah. Not He's saying back Jimmy's to that paid manning, but. Excitement.
1: No, no, exactly. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying Emmanuel Sanders is back to that excitement level where he goes from Joe Flacco to Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. And I think that's a significant step for him. And he was exceptional today. Uh, some good for me. I'm going to get some love to Ross Welly. Good old uh, Ross Kittle? He, yeah, Ross Kittle <laughs> stepped in real well when George goes down. So George, obviously, out for most of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, you know, he didn't really see the field. They kind of set him on the side the, on the sideline. They're like, "Hey, man, you're not totally good right now. We got 11 days to the next game. We're gonna sit you." Yeah. Ross had the catch of the game on third down to end it. Jimmy scrambles. Everything that's all hectic. Boom! Ross Belly wide open catches the ball and goes down smartly. Goes down across the yeah. stacks. Ross Belly played pretty well. He he blocked. He blocked. Not great. He's not George Kittle blocking, but he blocked all right. He did what he had to do. Ross Dwelley had a good game, and that's exactly what you want out of your second tight end. Yeah. is Anytime you can mention him in a good portion of a podcast, that's that's very good.
0: Yeah. And, you know, to uh, to uh, quote the great uh, uh, Stuart Scott, Jimmy Garoppolo's cooler than the other side of the pillow, man. That, uh, third and four, Emmanuel Sanders, false starts, Niners are third and nine. You know, you, you starting to get a little worried about what's going on here. Um, Mm -hmm. Jimmy, you know, third and nine gets the ball, runs, you know, right to the line of scrimmage, um. After the snap, gets it to Dwelly, like you said, for that nine yard, and eleven yard gain, and that's ball game. He seals it. You know, that's Jimmy was cool, calm, collected all game. Rostelli came up big, man. Sanders came up big. Didn't, the Niners got plays from their playmakers in this game. Matt Burita, Tevin Coleman even made a, that late um, first down run to you know to extend that drive. Mm-hmm. Um, when Niner, when the Niners needed plays, their playmakers made plays, um, and that's that's important. Um I will take a win like this any day of the week. I enjoy games like this too. you know i don't care for the uh uh you know heart attack I may get after the game, but um, <laughs> you know sometimes it's fun to see a twenty eight twenty five game as opposed to a fifty one thirteen game that's over in this
1: third quarter and you're kind of just waiting for the game to finish. You know what I mean um, you could speak for your damn self in that <laughs> way 49ers to win by forty points every game i I'm, I'm tired of heart- i'm tired of heart attacks I'm tired of close <laughs> games. I want them to blow everybody out. But, you know, and, you know, the, the, um, I'm going to add on to our good section here.
0: Uh, the good Joe Staley, Mike McGlinchey, Kyle Yuzchek, Akella Witherspoon are returning and they should be ready to go for Monday night. Um, so that is very, very good. This team is getting reinforcements, um, from their own roster after the trade deadline and should be in line to, uh, Make a very good run in the second half. The Niners can go five and three the rest of the way and finish 13 and three. You know, for all I care, um, they did what they needed to do. I'm tired of people saying they didn't play anyone. You play who's on your schedule. The entire NFC West plays the same schedule except for two games. It is what it is. You come into the Niners Stadium, they blow you out. You go on the road, they blow people out. They make they t- they win tough ones on the road. They're doing what they need to do to be eight. 0 enough already.
1: Wait, can can you repeat? the part of what they can go in the second half of their schedule and go 13-3? and 5-3. and three. They can beautiful. lose. You know, you it's can beautiful. lose three games.
0: You know, the Niners can lose eight straight and finish 8-8. Eight and eight. We don't want that. But the point is they got the job done in the first half against opponents. Um, you know, the, the narrative from a lot of folks that I knew um, or know personally, oh, the Niners are trash. The Niners aren't very good. They're not going to be this. They're not going to be that. And the narrative's changed now. Oh, who have they played? Can Jimmy Garoppolo do this? Can Jimmy Garoppolo do that? Uh Kyle Shanahan has you know, he's he hasn't proven anything. What what about that defense? What's going on there? Everything has been shut up and now you're you're moving the goalpost um to fit your narrative. It's enough. Ryan Clark, Adam Rank, um uh, whoever else was out there talking crazy shit. Like, just shut up. Skip Bayless got owned the other day by Mark Schlereth on yeah, he did. their terrible show. Kyle yeah, Shanahan deserves a lot of credit. Robert Sala deserves a lot of credit. And most importantly, this Niners team who has gone through two years of losing and not losing like just regular losing. They were getting blown out. They were getting destroyed. They were losing close games when they could have had it, heartbreakers. You know, I had a friend of mine tell me, the Niners aren't battle-tested. Okay, buddy, the Niners are very battle-tested. They went through all that, and here they are. Tough games against Pittsburgh. Tough game against Arizona. You win those games um, it's with the Steelers on the last play or a last-second drive, and then you come into Arizona, you close the game out with a big play from your quarterback, your franchise quarterback, and seal the game. Like, I'm tired of hearing all this, who who have they played, blah, 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 blah. like, shut the fuck up.
1: Shut up. <laughs> hey, like, like we said after the, after the Pittsburgh game, this is a game that last year's team would have lost. Yeah, Nick Mullins would have lost this his is, game. This is the exact game they played at Arizona last year. Yeah, with C.J. Bethard, at quarterback, where they had to lead the whole damn game, and then they go into that that prevent defense and they lose. It's exactly it's the exact same game. The only difference is they came out on top this time. And while we're giving out some 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 positive vibes here, D. Ford played a hell of a game today. Yeah, he did. D Ford was incredible. He is so fast off the snap. I forgive him for going offsides and giving New England a Super Bowl title last year. (laughs) The man played like a man possessed. He had one sack. He had a tackle for a loss. But he was was so much more impactful than that. And so easy to just look at the box score and say, like, oh, he only had one sack. It wasn't that good. No, he was. He was in Kyler Murray's face. He made him uncomfortable. His one sack went for negative 19 yards. Like get out of town. That's that's nuts. How do you take a team from 1st and 10 to 2nd and 29? Yeah. <laughs> Look, D Ford played out of his mind tonight. He was incredible. He was worth every penny and, and you know when, when he's on the field and they're rushing the passer, it's a lot better. Um, the D-line is much love as a guy. You know, Armstead was dealing with an illness today. And that's why he wasn't on the field a whole lot. That's why we saw a lot of Solomon Thomas. And gotcha. Solomon Thomas was not very good today. Yeah. Let's be very clear about that. Solomon Thomas was not good tonight. Um, but that's why we saw saw a lot more of Solomon Thomas and DJ Jones because Armstead was in and out with an illness and puking his guts out in the sideline. All for the rest of the game. That's, that's nope, Jimmy's talking, game sorry so. about that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um but no, you know no, but, but DJ D Ford DJ D Ford a, D. Yeah, Jones D. Played
1: so well today and he was so fast in, in in the plays he made the impact. Yeah, he had the horse collar early. But again, this was like the Rams game. It kind of felt like the Rams game where where they scored early and then the 49ers got up and then obviously it changed a little bit. Um but but D Ford played really well today and I think he deserves a lot of love.
0: Yeah, D Ford deserves a lot of love. And you know, I'm gonna uh give a quick shout out to Jimmy G for shooting a shot with Aaron Andrews. Just throwing that out there. He, uh, <laughs> <laughs> porn star Jimmy, that's for you, Stephen A. He gets Jimmy gets the hose. I'm just throwing that out there. Um But let's get into it, man. Player of the game, play of the game. Um we'll start with player of the game. Go ahead, bro. On you.
1: Player of the game, it's Jimmy, man. And it's 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 close, but it's not really close. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy, this was his coming out party. This was this was the game where he looked every bit of the the money they paid him. Yep. You know, it, it's we have said enough about it. And his, his, his the crazy thing is, his most impressive throw was incomplete. Oh, yeah. His 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 throw to George Kittle where George Kittle was like 25 yards downfield on the sideline. Jimmy has two guys in his face, no way to plant his feet. Just Flicks the ball out there and puts it on the money. And if it weren't for a great play from Buda Baker, that's a 25-yard completion. Easy. Yeah. I mean, we're talking he put that exactly where he needed to put it. We saw it on the Dante Pettis touchdown. Two guys in his face, no way to play in his feet, and he threw a dime. Right to the corner of the end zone. Now, it, you can say that he was wide open, all you want to say. But you put two guys bearing down on you, most quarterbacks aren't making that throw. Yeah, They're not. Not a lot of quarterbacks so aren't making that throw. They're not. We saw it tonight from Kyler Murray. He's not making that throw when two guys get in his face. No. As complimentary as I was with Kyler Murray, he's not making that throw. Jimmy Garoppolo is there. He is exactly where he needs to be. He had a 136.9 quarterback rating tonight. And he only stared down his receiver once. <laughs> only once did he stare down his receiver today. That's it. Once. It was George Kittle, and it was incomplete. Boom, he got it out of the way super early. And then he didn't throw an interception the whole game. It's only the second time we've seen him not throw an interception this year. Four touchdowns. First time since Colin Kaepernick we're seeing four touchdowns from a San Francisco quarterback. Let's be real here. This was an incredible game. A lot of people are going to poo-poo on it because it's the Cardinals and it's a Thursday. Whatever. Look, Jimmy Garoppolo balled out tonight. That's my player of the game. End of story.
0: Yeah, you know that this this game puts Jimmy uh, on the year seventy percent completion, eighteen hundred six yards, thirteen touchdowns, seven picks. You know we'd like to see the picks come down, but um, he's in he's in double digit touchdowns and he's got a hundred point six uh, quarterback rating. Like I don't know what more people want to see from this guy. Um, George Kittle said, you know, George Kittle had a question about it. You know, he said, I don't know what people think. You know that he's not that good. I don't understand that you saw it tonight. And yeah, it's against Arizona. Okay,
1: these Still guys are play. Still yeah. gotta make the throws. The
0: talent in this league is negligible. And um, Kyle Shanahan said it before the game. You know, this Arizona team is better than people think. They, you know, they're hanging around. You know, outside that Saints game, hadn't been no. You know, some of those turnovers. They were in that game. It was ten to nine before the turnover, and then it, you know, it exploded mm-hmm. on them. Things happen yeah. in this league, and um, every win matters. Every team is tough. Um, now the Niners have a target on their back. People are going to give them the best shot. But, you know, that's what it is. Um, so we're getting to, to my player of the game, Emmanuel Sanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders is everything we hope for in a wide receiver. Um, again, seven receptions, 112 yards, um, one touchdown. Um, but he was there when the Niners needed him most on third down, um, you know, several times late in the game, even in the, early in the second half. Um, that play that were. It was, I believe it was third and four. Jimmy runs hit, or um, right before he even comes out of his break, Jimmy puts the ball right on him. You know, a great completion. It is um, it is good to have a receiver that's going to take some stress off George Kittle, which allows him to run free. And it also creates opportunities for guys like Pettis and, and Bourne and Dwelly and, and Debo. Debo's got to put some, stick them on his hands or something because these drops are killing me. Um, But Emmanuel Sanders is my player of the
1: game. Yeah. I get it, man. I get it. Look, like I said, man understands is exactly what this offense needed. He's been a breath of fresh air. He's just pushing it over the top. He he's taking everybody else and he's uplifting them just because of the pressure he takes off of them. Uh, play of the game involves your player of the game. Actually uh, involves my player of the game too. Yeah. And it's the decision to go for it on fourth and one, you know, fourth and goal right before right before halftime. Um, I was texting you. You're texting me. I said, go for it. You said, no. You looked right. Yeah. until Cliff Kingsbury did rookie head coach things and called a timeout. Yeah. Unnecessarily. When he sprinted down the field, he called a timeout. Look, they stuffed Jeff Wilson. Like, they stuffed him for a loss. Yeah. He didn't go nowhere. They brought Sheldon Day in at fullback. It's, it, it's a callback to the Isaac Sopoaga days, stuffed him at the line. It's a loss. It looks like I'm like, oh, well, shit. <laughs> well, Cliff Kingsbury called a timeout, so they get to redo it. So they run right back up to the line. As soon as the timeout is over, I mean, they sprinted out of the huddle. Mm-hmm. Those guys were there on the line. They knew exactly what play they were running. Emmanuel Sanders lines up at fullback and catches a touchdown pass in a flat and just sneaks the ball right across the line, untouched. Beautiful. Um, our boy Scott Kaiser. Love this man. I was talking to him during a game just like I was talking to you. And he said Shanahan is so disrespectful <laughs> with his play calling. Where he's running a he's running a fullback flat play, but he's calling it to Emmanuel Sanders. And yeah. just how disrespectful that is. And it, it's it's absolutely perfect. Look, it's that, that's the play of the game. And that ended up being the difference in the game. Yeah. They kick a field goal there. It's 25, it's 24 24. Obviously, Arizona's not – well, they might have gone for two. It's Cliff Kingsbury. Who knows? Yeah. But it's 24-24, and they have to drive down at the end of the game, and they have to score. So that score ended up being the difference in the game. So that is my play of the game is just pedal to the metal, put your foot on somebody's throat, and go for it. Shanahan made the right call on that one for me.
0: Yeah, that was uh, definitely elite. You know, like you said, we were talking, and I'm like, ah, just take the field goal and get out of there. And then – you know, the Cliff. Thank you, Cliff, twice this year for um, one, Nick Bosa, and two, the uh, timeout. Where to go, buddy? Um, yeah, we the, really
1: appreciate Cliff. We're actually the biggest Cliff Kingsbury fans yeah, are. Yeah,
0: I, you know, I give, I will give him credit. He did, he <laughs> he did come in with a good game plan. You know, his mm-hmm. offense. I w- I was very suspect of his offense. Um, it is very unorthodox. It's it's new um, for the NFL, so it, it'll take some time to adjust to. Um, but, you know, with, with, with his offense, though, it reminds me of the Chip Kelly thing. You know, you, the, the disparity in time of possession. The Niners had the ball for 69 plays for 34 minutes and 31 seconds, where the Cardinals had it for 50 plays and 25 minutes and 29 seconds. You're going to gas your defense. Now, granted, the Niners didn't get the run game going the way they wanted to, but had they had the run game going the way they wanted to, this would have been a very lopsided game. Um, mm-hmm. because of how fast they run their plays on offense, um, and you're gonna yeah. gas your defense, and it's not that's not sustainable. We saw that with Chip Kelly in the NFL. You know, his first year worked in Philly, second year it got a little shaky, third year it was over. So, um, I and think, then
1: fourth year he came to San Francisco, and we all know how that went.
0: Yeah, and you know, there's things that you have to make adjustments for for Cliff Kingsbury. Um, but enough about him. Enough about the Cardinals. Niners won. Man, we're eight zero. Um, my play of the game. Is the final play of the game? Um, Niners are driving. Need to get a third down conversion. Um, The it is a third and eleven to uh, Emmanuel Mosley. I'm not Emmanuel Mosley. Emmanuel Sanders for sixteen yards. Um, It's not the final play, but it's right before the final. series of plays that last drive yeah the last drive you know you you need a third down you need a big pickup the run game's not going for you you know jimmy sits in his pocket waits waits just a little bit let's uh puts the ball only where Emmanuel sanders can get it come to it sits down right in in between three defenders first down pretty much ball game over um and that's you know that's one another smart play from Emmanuel Sanders and two Jimmy Garoppolo having the patience as he's getting as his pocket's collapsing to throw that ball. Um so play of the game is the Emmanuel Sanders third and eleven
1: conversion um on that final drive. Yeah, you mentioned he did it between three defenders and we're talking the three defenders are two of them are Patrick Peterson and Buda Baker. So we're not talking about slouches. We're not talking about scrubs yeah. out there in the secondary for Arizona. Um so I will that say was, that was very impressive. You're absolutely right. It's a Jimmy Garoppolo play. He threw him open. Drakeman was gushing. If oh Drakeman yeah. is gushing. That means they're doing something right because he. Well, sometimes I don't know. Traikman's <laughs> a little all over the place. But he was gushing about that play, and he was absolutely right. Um, yeah. And that, yeah. that that play was that play was great. It, it really did. It moved the sticks and it set them up for Jimmy to make that last final play to Ross Twelly where they could just get the first down and and then kneel it out from there.
0: Yeah, and one person that I I thought kind of got worked a lot today was Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson got worked quite a bit today. Debo had him on skates. Emmanuel had him on skates. Um, That might be something to watch for next game. Um, Kyle might be looking to expose that, but I don't know if you want to go and take that chance against Patrick Peterson. Um, But from what I saw, Patrick Peterson was on his feet or on his knees quite a bit um in some of these uh past, past patterns um but uh one thing you know it is mid season are is 8 no a couple things here we, we want to get into um you know we have an MVP an offensive MVP defensive MVP most improved and um least improved into the, mm-hmm. into this season um mm-hmm. let's start with um the least improved player on this 49ers team, where where do you stand on that, Matt?
1: Man, you know, I was we were texting about this earlier this afternoon before yeah. the game. And I said it was Dante Pettis. And I'm sticking with Dante Pettis. Yeah. Because, it, look, look, his touchdown catch was fantastic. You know, he ran a great route. He got his feet down inbounds. That was good. Still, his only target, his only catch. And right now, the... the the most thing, the most we see from Dante Pettis, is like him running up to George Kittle and doing the same first down celebration with him. <laughs> like really, that's that's when we see him most on the field. Um, you know, a second year guy who flashed a lot last year, where he showed he could do a lot of things. He just hasn't taken that next step, and he hasn't even continued from his rookie year. Um, I, 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 me and you both really thought he was gonna be wide receiver one. Yeah. And that there was gonna be no need to go get a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, um, but but for me, Dante Pettis has been the least improved, and a second, a very close second for me is Solomon Thomas.
0: Yeah, um, I think we we agree there for the same reasons on Pettis. Um, it is disappointing um, to see. I know there's there's been times where he's been wide open and Jimmy's missed him, not not missed him by throwing it to him, but just not looking his way. Uh, maybe that's a trust issue, or maybe that's just jimmy not looking um Mm. route running is still very very good it's just a matter of um can you trust him in a contested situation and that's i think Mm -hmm. that's been the biggest issue with him every time you throw a contested ball his way um you know it's either broken up you know he he did make the big catch against the steelers but most time it's getting tipped out of his hands or popped up in the air you know those you can't looking
1: up field and he's trying to make the next move and
0: yeah you know you saw that in the browns game you know he's wide open drops a Beautiful throwing ball by, by Jimmy. Um, so, Pettis, you know, we, we agree there. Um, most improved player this year. Where do you stand on that?
1: Most improved. Man, that's tough because there's a lot of guys that have taken the next step for for the 49ers this year, and we're looking at Man, I'm going to take a second to think about this. You take this one.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Fred Warner. I know I said a Keller Witherspoon to you earlier today, but mm-hmm. Fred Warner, um, what he does in coverage, what he does versus the run, um, I said it. He's a top five linebacker in the NFL right now, um, and he's taking the step from last year. He was very, very good last year. Um, this year, he's taking that second step. He's starting to recognize offenses a lot better. You saw it; had he, you know, held onto that ball, it's a pick six. Um, you know, that's the kind of play I've been waiting for from Fred. Um and you know, he made it but didn't make it. Um so Fred Warner is the most improved player to me on this 49ers team.
1: Yeah, so I got a tie. The more I think about it, and I've been going back and forth on these two guys. I got a little bit of a tie. Okay. I got Weston Richburg on the offense, he's finally healthy and and not dealing with that knee injury that he was dealing with last year. Mm-hmm. And he just looks better in every facet. Run blocking, pass blocking, screen game, the whole thing. He looks so much better. Uh, you know. And I think that's part of the reason why the offense is running so well. Because you know Shanahan's offense runs through the center. Yeah. And anybody can say Anthony they want. Shanahan has always had a really good center, and that's why his offense works. Uh, and I think a lot of it goes through Richburg this year. He's calling out blitzes and protections. He's doing a very fantastic job of that. He really is. On the other side of the ball, Armstead is taking that step that DeForest Buckner took last year. You know, you know, two years ago we were talking about you know Buckner is a great player, but he's not getting sacks. He's not translating that into numbers. Armstead's making that same jump Buckner made last year, and he's he's getting sacks. And he's making big splash plays. Now a lot of that comes from the talent he's playing with. Yeah, when you look at that defensive line. But Armstead is making a case for himself to be absolutely paid this off season. So for me, the two most improved guys, Richburg on the offensive line, and Armstead on the defensive line, and it's not a coincidence that the two most improved players come in the trenches for a team that took that next step.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Armstead is—he's um, a monster. I was—you know—I was—I was big on the pick when he was selected. I liked him. Um I had my frustrating moments you know as a fan, you know he's injured and things happen, you know when that's when you you know you start to become objective and sit back and really think things through and he came on big last year and he's been excellent this year. Um some real quick news just to break up what we're talking about here. Uh, Matt Mayoko, the 49ers have some uh level of optimism concerning Quan Alexander's chest injury. It was not diagnosed immediately as a torn pec uh which would be a se- which would be a seizing season- ending injury. He will undergo an MRI on Friday to determine the extent of the damage. He appears to have good range of motion. So the Niners potentially dodged a the bullet there. Um, Fingers crossed, knock on wood. You know, if it's something the Niners have positioned themselves well at 8 no where they can afford a loss. They can afford a little injury uh, like Quan where he has to rest for a day, game or two. Um, mm. But that's, that's that. Uh, we'll finish up here. Uh, defensive player or defensive MVP, I think we both agree here. Um it rhymes with Sosa. It does. Yeah. It does.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um it, it does. It's Nick Bosa. It yeah. really is. Yeah. And and we and we saw it tonight. He look he didn't have any he didn't have any eye popping numbers tonight. He didn't have a sack, he didn't have any any tackles for a loss. But when you watched Arizona try to block him, when he got left one-on-one, he was either pressuring the quarterback or he was being held and choke slammed into the ground. Yeah, he was he, being held a lot today that didn't get called. Yeah, and there's a lot of times where they, they just straight up said, you know what, we're going to send the running back and we're not even going to send him for a pass. Literally, your only job is to help the tackle. And, and Bosa has been that player. He's elevated this D-line to way beyond the next level. If they were at level like three last year, they're like level twelve now. I mean, we're talking this defensive line took a massive jump this year from what they were last year. Oh yeah, and a lot of it, a lot of it comes down to Nick Bosa. So again, we need to get a really nice like fruit basket and send it to the Arizona Cardinals.
0: We gotta send them something. I'll be in Arizona in October. I'll send them something. I'll drop something off at the stadium okay. or something. But yeah, Nick Sounds Bosa, good. Nick Bosa has been everything as advertised. Um, it's. What he does for this defense is uh, just amazing. You know, you have to you have to count for him on offense. Um, you know, getting doubled and tripled, and which will free up Buckner, who got free today, free up Armstead, who's been getting free all year. And then you know, you, it makes you it's it, it's it's a pick your poison type of thing now that adding Bosa is there. You know, it's mm-hmm. Buckner, Armstead, D Ford, or Bosa. So okay, you want to you want to double Bosa? Okay, D Ford is one on one. I'll take that. Uh, Buckner's one on one, I'll take that. Armstead one on one, I'll take that too. Even Ronnie Blair one on one, I'll take. It's um a lot of these offensive lines aren't as good as the defensive line. You know, if you have one one guy going forward and one guy going backwards, I'll always take the athlete going forward. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely Nick Bosa on the defensive MVP. Um, the
1: offensive MVP, where you at with that one? George Kittle, heart like full stop. Yeah. George George, George Kittle has been that guy this year. Now I know there's a lot of fantasy folks out there sitting there. Well, he's not putting up the numbers. You're right. He's not putting up the numbers. First off, he's had three touchdowns called back due to penalty this year. Mm-hmm. So it ain't George Kittles' fault that he's not scoring touchdowns. What he's also doing is he's also being a mauler in the run game, and he's the most complete tight end in the league. There's no question about it. Anything that anyone had to say about Zach Ertz – Being in the conversation last year, completely out the window. That guy can't get open. He can't catch passes. His whole 120 catches last year, whatever, seems to be an aberration. I like Zach Ertz. I think he's a very nice guy, (laughs) but he's not in the conversation. It's Travis Kelsey and it's George Kittle, and right now George Kittle is doing way more to make this team successful than Travis Kelsey is doing to make the Chiefs successful. George Kittle, offensive MVP, full stop.
0: Yeah, George Kittle's on the year, forty six receptions, five hundred and forty one yards, um, and two touchdowns. So
1: he's pretty much Puts on. Him on pace for a thousand yards. Yeah,
0: he was on pace where he was last year. Um so it's just uh I don't know why people you know, I it's he does more than just re- re- receptions and he's mm-hmm. you know, he's also kind of like the heartbeat of the offense, heartbeat of the team. Absolutely. You know, he's he's entertaining to watch. Um you know he's he's on pace. You know for eighty what ninety two receptions, a thousand and eighty yards, and what five six touchdowns. That's he's doing he's doing what he needs to do on this team, and um, he's definitely an offensive MVP. My offensive MVP would be Jimmy Garoppolo. The difference um, between Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard and Jimmy Garoppolo is the space between them is is humongous. And it starts with third down efficiency. Jimmy Garoppolo has been one of the best on third down conversions, keeping this offense moving. It matters, you know. We had we heard all last year: the Niners stink. This, that, and the third. You need a quarterback to keep your offense on the field to help your defense stay off the field. You know, it, it, it's football is complementary, and um, having having Jimmy Garoppolo back. Making the right checks on run game on the run game, the right checks in the pass game. Yes, he's gonna have a bonehead uh, interception here and there. Um, but you saw today when he is on, that's a dangerous quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of these, you know, a lot of folks like you talk about Kyle Shanahan and the West Coast offense, and or this offense how it has a lot of layup type throws. Jimmy was not making layup type throws today. Um, not at all. <laughs> there was there was throws where he had to make his third fourth read. And put it on somebody. The play to Emmanuel Sanders, that's not a layup throw. Um, you know, the the couple of the, George Kittle, those aren't layup throws. You know, I get it the screens are you know, they are what they are, you're gonna you're gonna get some inflated yards. Um but Jimmy today, standing in the pocket, taking those hits, delivering the mail, um, Jimmy is my offensive MVP.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to argue that. It really is. I, I think there's the top two players, Kittle yeah. and Garoppolo. Um, when it comes to team MVP, I think we're both going to cheat a little bit here. I know you're going to cheat because we talked about who your MVP of the team <laughs> is. So I know you're going to cheat. So I'm going to cheat too. Okay. And I'm just going to take the D line. Okay. I think that the defensive line, the pass rush, and I mean for the most part, the the run defense that they they provide, but mostly the pass rush they provide has transformed this entire defense. And the defense last year was clearly what was holding him back. I mean, Nick Mullins, he, he's okay. He's a perfect. He's the perfect backup quarterback in the NFL. It's exactly yes. what you want. Someone yes. that knows the offense and can come in and not completely piss away a game. But the 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 pass rush when you're not trusting guys like Cassius Marsh, who was on the field tonight. And made almost zero impact for them, and they brand him out at middle linebacker for some reason because the Cardinals are the Cardinals. Um, when you're not relying on Cassius Marsh to to rush at the quarterback, and you got guys like Nick Bosa, D Ford, DeForest Buckner, Eric Armstead, Ronald Blair, Sheldon Day, D.J. Jones, Solomon Thomas, who's been up and down. Like all, look, that defensive line is the MVP of this team because they are making the plays that need to be made. For this team to be eight zero. No. Without yeah. them, this team is four and four, five and three. I I would agree with you.
0: Um, but my MVP, I guess you'd call it cheating. My MVP is Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it I think to me, it extends more to what he's done in the first two years than what he's doing now, keeping this team together, developing the locker room. You see this team; they're united. You know the the big the thing that kind of I don't get, you know, crazy emotional about stuff. Um, but seeing the running backs, you know, rock Jarek McKinnon jerseys on the way to Arizona, that's a United team. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you heard all the nonsense during the offseason of, oh, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are fight. That's That was all bullshit. Um, Kyle has it kept a the,
1: fired scout saying that yeah. because he was on his way out.
0: Yeah, and, and what Kyle's done with this team from an offensive perspective um You know, you lose both your tackles. You lose your fullback. You lose a corner. um, Potentially now losing Quan for a couple weeks. And still finding ways to win. Managing these games and doing so with the strength of your team, which is the run game, your defensive line, exploiting mismatches weekly, pushing for Emmanuel Sanders to be on your team before the Panthers game because you saw a matchup that you could exploit, and it worked. Um, Kyle is... Everything I had hoped for, this is the first two years it's coming to fruition you know yeah. i didn't I, no one expected 8-0 you know i think at this point you know 6 and 2 5 and 3 would have been excellent but they're 8-0 you know you, they're two games up on seattle three games up on um or two games two and a half games up on the rams that that's a big deal and now you know you're you're two and in the division you know you're breaking you're breaking streaks the cardinals were 8-0 against us in the last eight that's a streak broken last year Ten straight to Seattle. We beat them. Um, Kyle Shanahan is my MVP for this team right now.
1: And to to speak to that, uh, I mean, I touched on earlier when we were talking about the Adam Schefter tweet where most coaches run the ball. He's making smart decisions as a coach. He doesn't have stupid challenges. He doesn't mismanage the clock terribly. Now, they came into the end of the game tonight with no timeout, so it's not great. Yeah. But – he he's not making overall bad decisions, and he's done a great job of keeping his team together. I think he's a player's coach. You heard it from Emmanuel Sanders: "Coach wears Yeezys." <laughs> no, you, you can say what you want. Players come in, they see this stuff, and, and and they respond to the head coach. And, you know, like the difference in when you're hearing these players talk versus when they were playing for Chip Kelly or for. Jim Thompson, which it pains me to say because I love Jim Tomsula. Jimmy Thompson, um, Jimmy T, Farty T, whatever you want to call him, I love him. But 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 the team just talks different about Kyle Shanahan. They they have all bought in. This is a system. It's a family. It's a thing now. These guys are ready to show up. They're ready to win, and they're ready to win now. Yeah, and, and I think other than the D line, Kyle Shanahan is the big reason behind that and John Lynch gets also a ton of credit.
0: Oh, we going to get into John later on, but yeah, John We'll was- get, we'll
1: get in John. We'll we'll get in John in, in a different episode, but John <laughs> was the whole fan base was ready to fire him yeah. after free agency and he's done nothing but hit home runs this year. Yeah. So, so John Lynch deserves a ton of credit, but also Kyle Shanahan has a a lot of input in that and he's the more hands-on guy when it comes to getting these guys to show up. Be prepared and ready to rock and roll every week. Yeah,
0: definitely a prepared team. You know, there's some, you give them a little bit of leeway because of a short week with some of the penalties and some of the stuff in the run game. Um, but they're going to get, they're getting healthy at the right time. That's is what you want your team to be healthy at the right time for the stretch, home stretch of the season. 8 uh, 0, baby. Feels great. 11 days off before you go in and play Seahawks. It is hate week. Uh, it's hate week for 11 days. I do not like the Seahawks. Uh, we have a very, very special guest coming on. Um, For that one We'll let you guys know uh, For that But um, You know That should cover it man Niners come out victorious 28-25 End the streak Versus the Cardinals um, And go on to be 8-0 Number one team in the NFC Potentially number one team In the NFL They get it done On all
1: Phases of the game Um, But uh, Yeah Yeah I I mean I'm ready to go Relieve some stress I'm gonna go up to Bills Mafia this weekend (laughs) And Just so y'all know I got permission from the co-founder of Bill's Mafia to wear 49ers gear. So I'm going to be up there, all 49ers out, for the Redskins and the Bill's game. Ready to rock and roll, taking my old man to a game in Buffalo. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to join Bill's Mafia. I don't know if I'm going to do a powerbomb to a table. Please I don't. don't please don't. I need you on the podcast, please. Okay. All okay, right. I'll yeah. make my 60-year-old dad do
0: it. Yeah, I mean, he probably got really good insurance, so yeah, let him let him do it.
1: Boom. Mr. Barr is going <laughs> to do a power bomb through a table in Bill's Mafia. It's going to be a lot of fun this weekend. Okay? Uh, definitely, man. Enjoy yourself. Um, until until the Seattle preview, uh,
0: you can follow us on Twitter at 4th and Gold Podcast. You see us. We engage every day, all the time, as much as possible. You can follow me on Twitter at JavierVegh underscore.
1: Follow my guy, Matt, at... Map our underscore for all of the Bills Mafia shenanigans. I'll do my best to take pictures. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, definitely. And remember, um, we are giving the beanie away on November 11th. So go ahead and smash that retweet button. Smash the subscribe button. Smash the follow button. Um, I will be selecting a winner November 11th after the Seattle Seahawks game. So stay tuned for that. Um, but until then, enjoy this win. A happy Halloween to everyone out there. If you had kids or if you just really enjoy Halloween, I hope you had a safe one. Um, And uh, we look forward to hearing from everybody this next 11 days about this 49ers team. Um, Matt, until then, go Niners. Peace.